Welcome to this week's episode of Black Me Up Podcast. I'm Day. And I'm Lily. And we're a weekly podcast that discusses life, culture, and adulthood from the perspective of two Black women living in Seattle. This week, it is 420. We're dropping this episode on 420, a very nationally syndicated holiday, especially in our podcast household. (laughs) And this week, we have a very special guest. She is our cannabis expert, and I would love for her to introduce herself. Please go ahead. Hi guys, thank you so much again for having me on for your 420 episode. I feel like it's only appropriate Woo, yes. be on your 420 episode. Um, I'm Ayana, also known as the Marijuana Ayana, and I'm a cannabis marketing and branding specialist, and I'm also a small business owner of a CBD and hemp beauty company. I would love to talk a little bit more about that, your CBD and beauty company real quick. Can you please tell the listeners how that kind of started its name and, you know, some more details? Yeah, of course. So my business is called Cush and Cute and I started my business in 2016 and uh, it's really just been something that I built from the ground and I've been learning as I go along and it's been a crazy journey and I can't believe I've had this business for five years now. Wow. Um, but the support has been like unreal. And that's really the only reason I'm still in business and still doing it because of the just like amazing women like you guys who have been supporting me and the brand and just really just like just understanding the vision and what I'm trying to do in terms of uh, showing women, especially women of color, that they can incorporate cannabis into their self-care routines and they can take that time to themselves to really take care of themselves and heal themselves with plant medicine on the inside and out. So that's pretty much my mission with my business is to bring women back to the idea of healing themselves with plants inside and out. I love that. So beautiful. And Ayana, yeah. you do have really good products too, because we've tried them. Um, yes, you have. Y'all have modeled. Y'all have created. <laughs> yes. No, that was one of the greatest experiences. And honestly, so our first experience doing something like that, but your toner and your lip scrub, those are my yes. two favorite products. The lip scrub? Yeah. Oh, my gosh literally (laughs) I'm in love like I'm I don't really use lip scrubs in general but the fact that like first the ingredients are just so organic Mm -hmm. natural all vegan yes oh my gosh thank you thank you for that (laughs) what made you choose to incorporate cannabis into your you know your business marketing your strategy but especially your skincare business You know, I've always been like a big fan of skincare and, you know, black women, like we are really big Mm -hmm. on taking care of our Mm -hmm. skin. samples. the the women in my family are like skincare junkies, like growing up, they just had a thousand products on their dresser. (laughs) And I just think I naturally have always like was going to do something involving skincare. I also have like skin issues and have very sensitive skin. So I'm always like making little DIY scrubs and just trying things. I tend to also use like all natural and plant-based things because my skin is so sensitive. So I think once I just realized that like cannabis can also benefit the skin, I put it in the scrubs that I was making and Mm -hmm. and I just saw it was doing something to my skin. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh man, it's, it's making my skin not that inflamed. It's not making my skin irritated let me put this in a scrub and let me tell it on Etsy and see what it does and <laughs> response was like it much crazier than I anticipated at all but it really does heal the skin from the inside out 
I really, I love that. And um, for mm-hmm. the listeners, her shop links will all be listed in our description. So I highly suggest you guys listen to that. And I would also like to um, parlay into bud tending. So you were a bud Ooh. tender in <laughs> several states. <laughs> now, several states? No, just one. I was just one? Washington, yeah. Okay, just Washington. Okay. okay, I don't know. I don't know why I keep thinking Texas. You butt tended in Texas. I mean, it no. seems like I would have, but <laughs> <laughs> if you could no. have, you would have. Yeah. But can you can you explain what it's like first being a bud tender, and then explain kind of what it's like helping the different people that walk in to the yeah. dispensary? So bud tending is crazy. Um, I don't recommend anyone do it for a long amount of time. But <laughs> Damn. It is. <laughs> something that was like such a great experience because of the one-on-one thing that I got to have with customers like the but the crazy part of bartending is more on the back end like dealing with uh, staff and management like that's just the worst because lots of the people that run dispensaries kind of don't really know what they're doing um unfortunately mm-hmm. especially like yeah I'm like you know you know I don't I don't know how transparent I can be here but <laughs> you know how Washington cannabis is it's so small it's so white mm-hmm. and yep. just doesn't really feel like you're being supported and that was the part I didn't like at all but what exactly. I did love was the customers I had such a good relationship with my customers I missed them so much because mm-hmm. you really got to build a relationship with them and figure out what they wanted um what their needs were and kind of like what their struggles were and I personally loved that part of bartending and that mm-hmm. was the part that I wanted to do the most was educate people about cannabis just beyond smoking it just beyond like having really fat joints or whatever like you can do so much with it right. and then seeing those customers come back and try something else and then and see them come back feeling better progressively more and more um but tending is a great job to get like if you're trying to get into the cannabis industry and you don't really know where to start like that's a really easy job to get and you get a lot of education in that job but it's really hard work like it's really fucking hard (laughs) (laughs) what exactly about it is so hard though I think talking to people all day so I would work like eight to 12 hour shifts and I would be talking about cannabis all day even though I love talking about cannabis um just relaying that information it takes a lot of memory and then saying Mm -hmm. it back so I would have to I would remember all these facts about all these strains, all these products, all about the endocannabinoid system. I'm a big giant weed nerd. So it was easy for me, but it was still exhausting, like having to talk about it all day, right? Like after doing it seven days in a row, I was so sick of talking about weed. Oh, right. (laughs) Like forget the weed, pull out some Sour Patch Kids or some shit. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, yeah, it was basically like just the talking for a long time or like stand, like I have to stand all day clearly. And even though I did have good customers that I loved and built relationships with, I also had lots of like fucking weird customers. (laughs) Can you explain one of those experiences? Yeah. Oh man, there's been so many, especially because I'm a girl, you know, like, yes. There's not a lot of black women in dispensaries exactly yeah yeah I got a lot of weird experiences because I was a girl and also like a black woman and I think it's some for some people that made them uncomfortable um Mm. they would come into the space and they would see this black body there and then have to face the fact that there are black bodies that do Mm -hmm. consume cannabis that can't Mm -hmm. just walk in the store um and that are educated yeah like that was always the thing that always happened to me which would make me so mad and like still makes me upset to this day is that I would give someone the recommendation for their needs or whatever 
you know, ask them all the questions, give them all the information. And because I was a black woman, mm. they didn't believe me. Like, because you're kidding. I was who I looked like, how I look. They were like, she, she doesn't know what she's talking about. So they would go to my white male coworker right after I told them what they should get. And my white male coworker had less uh, experience than me wow. so when they would go to him I'd be like you can go to him but he's gonna tell you the same the, he's gonna tell you that you should ask me <laughs> <laughs> and it would happen all the time and I would just be like but I I'm standing right here <laughs> what that's ridiculous no for how, how people could be so uncomfortable and just so visibly ignorant in a space like right in front of your face I don't even think that's it was ignorance rude. I don't think yeah I don't think mm. it was ignorant. I think they knew what they were doing mm. like they knew what they were saying and how what they were saying was going to affect how I felt about how I was doing my job oh, um yeah wow but I that's mean, deep there's been weird interests like I had someone bring me some Ezel's chicken that I did not Ooh, know what I love Ezel's uh, <laughs> right shout out to Ezel's but a random <laughs> random man would come in like every couple weeks he wanted my number. I never gave it to him. And he was like, just be very flirtatious. Of course, men would be flirtatious. Some would be a little mm-hmm. creepier than others. But this man just one day bought me, brought me a box of chicken. And <laughs> oh, thought no. that would, would give, that would, you know, make something happen. I mean, I took the chicken. I didn't <laughs> give you him my me? number. Not going to waste no good food yeah, over I here. I was like, I took the Ezel's. I mean, it was spicy in the world. <laughs> I don't know how I would feel if I was in that. Like, am I supposed to be mad? Happy? Right. I was confused, but I was also hungry. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right in time for lunch. Yeah, I was like, I was at work hungry. So I was like, I will take this chicken, but you will get nothing else from me. (laughs) That is so wild. No, oh my goodness. I've had some wild experiences. That's probably not even the half. I can do a whole episode on my Right. And speaking of episodes, you do have your own podcast, Wine, Weed, and Weave, where you have incredible cannabis conversations and they're so very well put together. Can you just discuss your podcast for a little? Yeah, so that podcast I actually created while I was bartending because I was having that problem of Mm. like having the issue, having these things happen to me because I was a Black woman in this space. And I didn't work with any other Black people. I mean, I didn't work with any other Black women. I did work with two Black men. Mm. Um, But I didn't really feel like I had anyone who I could talk to about these experiences or anyone who could relate to them. And I wanted to like see if I was crazy or tripping. (laughs) Um, So I created Wine, Weed, and Weave. And it kind of just started as a hobby, just a way for me to connect with other women of color in cannabis in the space. But uh, now I'm on season three, which is crazy and have been able to keep going because it's gotten just so much support. Uh, the audience has reached over 10,000 and Beautiful. The just keep coming in and people are just really responding to it well. And I, I get DMs and comments of people just saying thank you for the information or thank you for introducing me to this woman of color who's in cannabis and Lots of people who've been on the show have ended up meeting each other because they knew each other on the show and listened to each other's episodes. So I'm really uh, grateful to be able to have this platform. And once it's just, I always keep creating things and like think no one's watching and then realize people are watching and I'm like, oh shit. Wait a damn minute. Yeah. Sometimes that. We all like our recording and you see your numbers for your podcast and you're like, oh snap, people are listening to this. Right. I gotta keep going. Oh snap. 
It's the right. best That's feeling, the power though. of impact. That's the power yeah. of impact. And you have incredible um, episode topics. First off, I have not listened to season three. I do need to catch up. But cannabis, <laughs> sex, and pleasure. That sounds like one that I'm super interested <laughs> that in. That was such a good episode. I'm so excited about that one. Listen to it right after this one and then uh, tell me what you think. Yes, I do need to clean my house, girl. So yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go ahead and go right on into legalization. And recently, um, a big historic event just happened. New York just legalized recreational cannabis. So could our cannabis expert kind of give us a little bit about what that means? Maybe so, what you heard from your people on the ground in New York? Yeah. So New York legalizing is like such a big deal, right? Like New York, I feel like is one of those cities that's had really, really, really high cannabis arrest for mm. no reason for years. Mm. And even though they're not like fully legal, the underground market there is a full thing. Like yes. everyone knows like where you can go get weed in New York. It's not that hard. <laughs> So I think the legalization is like great because it's awesome that like now New Yorkers can smoke weed and not feel like they're going to be arrested or scared for it. But it's also like still kind of like I don't we don't really know. I don't know because from what I've heard the what the media is saying about uh, New York becoming legal is not really what's happening out there at least not yet. Mm. And I keep saying, are, am I still going to see the people that I've seen in this industry out there for years? Um, are they going to be able to be in the legal industry? Because if not, I don't want it. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, if those, there's women out there that I know who have been dealing and making their money and that's how they pay their rent and feed their family. And they're, they, you know, even though they're not technically weren't supposed to, they had the, the ability to for years because they had the support from the community. Mm-hmm. So I really hope those women and the community that were part of supporting them and the community of cannabis advocates out there are allowed to be in the legal market and mm-hmm. it's easy to access because, you know, like in Washington and California, mm-hmm. to get a license, it's like a million dollars. Like, yep, it's ridiculous. It's like it's a we call whole it the ass process. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, the girls that I know out there can't afford that Mm. so I I just want to make sure that those people who have been doing this in this in that state for years can can actually be in it but apparently like according to you know what the what their new legal system is is doing apparently they are making the steps to make it equitable so I think that's why it's taking Mm. a little bit longer for them to get the legal the legality like actually um you know process and everything like it's right. legal now but like dispensaries and shit aren't open of course because it takes a while exactly mm-hmm. that's going to be mm-hmm. another two years yeah, yeah yeah but I think apparently according to to what everyone is saying uh, as far as like the articles and things the New York law is trying to be very adamant about making it equitable for everybody and they don't really want to like launch it fully until they have it like that so it probably will be a while and I'm sure like that'll make New Yorkers a little impatient but I know mm-hmm. they're out there like smoking on the streets like okay care. right chilling on their porch <laughs> smoking a blunt you hear me yeah have a good time yeah did you hear that like you can't get arrested for smoking on the streets in New York anymore like Amen. that's law is intact right now so the minute that, that happens so yeah, yeah I'll just do so that in Washington. Like, uh-uh no <laughs> 
well, you can't smoke in your house out there. So they were like, well, where do we smoke? And then the New, York, New York was like, all right, we'll let y'all smoke outside. And Washington said, y'all can't smoke on the streets. Well, where can we smoke? In your house? <laughs> Stay okay. the fuck inside. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> that ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. <laughs> so apparently you can obtain and transport up to three ounces of cannabis in New York and also possess up to 24 grams of concentrate. So that's the legal limit as of now. Wow. Hmm. That's that's a great amount considering in Washington, I believe you can't leave with more than an ounce mm-hmm. if you're one yeah. person. You're kidding. Yeah, that's how my boyfriend and I get away with an ounce and a quarter because <laughs> it's two of us. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'll get some, you get some. Exactly, walk, walk in at different times. <laughs> you come out after me and pretend like I don't know you. <laughs> yes, exactly, I don't know you. <laughs> but that is that is funny. Um, But that's so wild. The New York uh, legalization and the New York cannabis industry is going to really have a huge impact, especially, I think, on a federal level. So mm-hmm. I can't wait to see how they treat that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what New York legal cannabis looks like. But someone who who I know that lives out there told me that New York always has a little sense of sketchy and illegality, and that's what makes mm. it New York. So you feel <laughs> <laughs> No, I kind of love that. Now, uh, from New York to Washington, now let's talk about <laughs> California cannabis. How is the industry like out there? Oh man, it's it's like I can't even describe it. It's a whole different energy than what I was experiencing in Washington. Um, when I started my cannabis journey, actually, I started in California in 2016 as a medical patient because that's when California was only medical. Oh, wow. And it was really like totally different than what it's like now. Like my first dispensary experience was like super sketch. I had to like bring my medical card. I had to bring my medical paperwork. It was like a whole thing. And now it's, I work, I work for a dispensary as well. And now it's like the dispensary I work for, it looks like Target. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's lit. Like you can literally walk up and down the aisles and like grab the gummies you want, wow. grab the thing you want and go to checkout. And like, it's crazy, but I love that it's way more accessible to kind of everyone here and the energy in the cannabis industry out here is wild because it's such a big state and the whole state is legal from the North to the South. So <laughs> um yeah it's just been like just really cool to see how accessible it is for everyone but there is still that kind of like underground thing too like I still go to um I go to like these underground sesh and those happen in the city because those allow like up-and-coming brands and -and up-and-coming growers who maybe can't afford to get a license who maybe don't have the you know resources to like do big packaging and branding and, you know, get all the paperwork they need to be in dispensaries. California luckily allows cannabis events. So those smaller brands and up and coming, like a cushion cute would be at this kind of thing because we couldn't be Mm. in dispensary. So I really like the fact that there's kind of the best of both worlds out here and that we have the ability to, to support the up and comers and the new growers and the new brands, but also still like get the brands that we love in the store pretty much anywhere that sounds so fun back to your med card really quick how was it attaining that med card um it was pretty easy for me honestly because I was very intentional uh, intentional about um, getting a medical cannabis card for a very specific ailment Mm -hmm. I've uh, dealt with anxiety and depression for pretty much my whole life and 
when I first consumed cannabis was the first time I felt like I had control over that feeling. Mm -hmm. So when I moved to California, I immediately was like, I want to get a medical card because I need wheat. So uh, when I, once I told them my symptoms, they were like, oh girl, you have anxiety. I was like, yes, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I was What's like, the solution? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's why I'm here. And, and it, was, it was pretty easy from there. It, it, I don't think anyone who was in the medical days really had too hard of a time. Because back then, I don't know if you remember, there were people would be like, oh, I had a headache. And they would give you a medical card. <laughs> you feel me? I got glaucoma. Okay. <laughs> people would be like, oh, my child. They'd be like, medical card, here you go. <laughs> But there's still medical cards here, medical patients, as there are in, in Washington as well. Right. Um, they're just not just the medical space, which is cool. But there are those like medical only dispensaries. So if you want more of like a one-on-one kind of like doctor kind of visit sort of experience, you can have that here too. But if you want more of the like the chill and relax, you can have that as well. But the mm-hmm. medical card process was pretty easy for me. Dang, so it sounds like California is where I should be. Like, I Girl, just need to yes. spend a month Same. in Cali just embracing you know what myself. Else you can get here that I recently bought. I hmm. now have two cannabis clones because you can <gasps> buy them yes. from the dispensaries and just, you know, just get your own clones, take them home. What? What? You can do that? Are they mm-hmm. affordable? Yeah, for sure. They're like 25 bucks. Like, oh my God. 25? I was shocked myself. I went somewhere and I saw someone with a clone. I was like, oh my God, where'd you get that? They were like, oh, that guy over there has them. He's selling them for like 20 bucks. I was like, what? <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> That's perfect. What? And then all you have to do is just pick your buds off of it and, and then just, just learn. Them, just pick what you want. For my, I, This is my first time growing. So I'm really just like letting them Learning. do what they want. You feel me? Just right. giving them water and sun and love. I had one that died, but I have two. <laughs> literally same here <laughs> I have two plants still alive and they are starting to form buds so I'm excited to see uh how to like do all the drying and trimming and all that stuff I have no idea but it's fun to learn that's so beautiful no I love that I'm excited to watch your experience on Instagram because I do believe I remember seeing a picture of you holding those clones <laughs> I do so. they're my babies <laughs> I need to stock your Instagram now <laughs> my clone babies but that's so awesome and now we do have some listener questions to end off this episode so first off I want to thank you again thank you so much for spending your time with Black Me Up and educating our listeners I am so excited that you had me on the show you've been on my podcast as well if you guys know Day has been on the podcast she'll probably be on again Uh, yes uh, yes uh, yes. so let's go ahead and answer these questions so I want to consume in a non-legal state but I'm scared what do I do that is a good question. So I have consumed in a non-legal state. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't scared just because I, I'm about that life. But, <laughs> uh, oh man, I don't even know. If you're scared to consume in a non-legal state, if you have friends or family that maybe consume, um, consume with them. Like consume with people that you feel comfortable with in a space that you're comfortable. And if you're not sure where to get, you know, what you want to consume, or how to get it, don't do it by yourself because in illegal states, it can be kind of dangerous, as you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if you have a friend or a family member and you're like, I want to consume, but I'm not really sure, you know, ask them, like, hey, can we set aside a weekend where you can, you know, can I come over? Can we just chill and sesh? That's pretty much how I started consuming for the first time, is I had a friend that was consuming. 
and I would go to her house and she would show me all about the things about weed and I would just learn from her and I never bought them on my own for the first couple years honestly I would just go to her house and that would be my time to consume because I felt comfortable so I definitely mm-hmm. recommend just finding a, someone that you trust that you're comfortable with who maybe also consumes and if they don't that's also fine just find someone that's, that's you know won't be judgmental in a space that you can be comfortable and safe yes absolutely that was great advice I completely agree for the mm-hmm. second question, I'm not interested in getting high, but CBD sounds cool. So what's what's CBD about? What's that about? I like how they said CBD sounds cool because that's what everyone's like, <laughs> right. It sounds like Seven Eleven now. <laughs> yeah, like I I kind of like love but hate that people call it diet weed. Oh uh, man, <laughs> oh. diet weed. What is that? But uh, CBD is great. I love CBD. I just took some CBD dabs a couple hours ago. Yes. And uh, CBD has benefits beyond just like people think, you know, it's diet. We don't make you feel anything. It has benefits beyond uh, what cannabis, you know, the the psychoactive effects do. CBD is doing things in your body, even after you're consuming it. It's helping inflammation. It's killing bacteria. It's antimicrobial. It's uh, all sorts of other great things it's doing in your body while you're not even noticing that it's doing it. It's also great for your mind if you're like me. Uh, someone that you know deals with anxiety depression uh, even just like sleep insomnia CBD Mm -hmm. is great for that if you have you know just kind of issues with sleeping or eating it's a great uh, appetite stimulant there's Mm -hmm. so many great benefits to CBD I could talk about it forever it's one of my favorite cannabinoids in the whole plant so if you do get the chance to try CBD don't get the gas station CBD don't get that no 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 don't get that because it's not going to feel good. Yeah, like it's going to taste bad. It's not, you're going to really be like, it's not doing anything because it's probably really not going to do anything. Like yeah. if you mm-hmm. go to a smoke shop, most smoke shops, I feel like sell some form of CBD. Yeah, some um, that's legit. Yeah, like go to a smoke shop. If you don't have a smoke shop near you that sells CBD, there's so many websites now that you can buy CBD online legally. Just make mm-hmm. sure you like read reviews and do the research. If they're online, they should have a certificate of analysis. So you should be able to see their lab results yes. and see exactly what's in the product. If they don't have that, don't buy it. Um, and just do your research. Just try things. I'm trying all sorts of CBD products all the time. I'm always buying just like random CBD dabs so I can see what I like. There you go. Great tip. And also, yeah, CBD, you do not want to have a bad first experience because mm-hmm. you cheapened yourself on the first time. At least go ahead and invest a little bit. And I promise you it'll be worth it. So worth it. You'll feel so much better. Now we have two more questions. Can okay. I, <laughs> why'd I fuck that up? Can I get comfortably <laughs> high without smelling like weed? Yeah, oh, you yes. can. Yeah, you can. It's like <laughs> There's, you know, all of us were like, oh, yeah, girl. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> we've all done it, right? Like, we've all been like, oh, I got to go somewhere, but I need to take this hit real quick. <laughs> you feel me? You feel me? <laughs> or I don't have a bong, but let's take this edible. Right? Exactly. Yeah, like, edibles are great. But edibles, you can kind of, like, trip out if you're just in the wrong place at the wrong time. You don't really want to, yes. like, take an edible before, like, going to church. Um, <laughs> or you do. Or you do. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> True. Um, what else? The vape pens are great because they're discreet. They don't smell like anything. Yes. Um, dabs are great. I've been personally really into dabbing lately. I didn't dab at all like before I moved to California, and now I can't stop dabbing. But it, <laughs> but it doesn't smell like anything. That's why I love dabbing because it it's an instant like 
it gives you the effects very quickly but it doesn't smell like anything as for like I would have to have three four five bowls and mm-hmm. smell like a wait whole what t- is it how does it hit you quickly I don't know exactly I mean I'm guessing because with concentrates and extracts they're like 70 to 90 percent thc and you're not having to filter through all that flour material you're just getting mm-hmm. the full extract so when you're dabbing or taking your 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 wax or whatever you're just immediately getting the thc rather than just filtering out all the extra material mm. yeah dabs sense. edibles pens kind of what else there's so many different i mean there's so many products on the market now there's tea mm-hmm. and yes. honey and sodas Rubs. oh you know what i had last night i had what? some medicated horchata oh horchata. you gonna need to ship that to me girl <laughs> <What>? <laughs> okay come through wow. with the horchata how was it was it nice was it like that perfect consistency because some sometimes it's too sweet so mm-hmm. it doesn't really like so like taste like a real horchata it tastes mm-hmm. like a like a flavored drink like a horchata flavored drink right. but for a medicated beverage it wasn't bad I was Dang. I was I was I felt good I had about 20 milligrams and I was watching a movie so yeah. it was great there's there's all sorts of products in the market and even if you're like they don't have what I want here you can make your own stuff like use like a little herbal butter maker artist and like make your own infusions yep exactly and sometimes uh what was I going to say? They do be tasting funky, like weird. Like if you're trying to mm-hmm. use the infused products for the first time, mm-hmm. you're going to have that very distinct, like, there's yeah, something wrong with there's this something. drink. Yeah. It so plenty. I would say it tastes earthy. Like you that can earth. taste the, taste the like earthiness. Like I've when a tree stump is lifted like... up and you get the whiff of the dirt underneath. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I've had some taste like straight chemical, like the really bad ones. Oh, like, oh yeah, uh, those are the worst. Those I are the wish ones I had that have that like bottle. extract in them. Like those, yeah. if they taste like chemically, they have like lime oh. resin in them, which lime mm. resin is great, but not in an edible form. Exactly. Let's get that. Ooh. Ooh, no, that's <laughs> wild. Okay. Last question here. What is a dispensary experience like? So for somebody who's never walked into a dispensary, mm-hmm. what is it like that first time to walk in, you know? Oh, I have been to so many dispensaries at this point. So I <laughs> like, okay, I dispensary tour. I lived at the dispensary. So I have no, I, I mean, my first dispensary experience wasn't great, but that mm-hmm. was years ago. Uh, I feel like now you can, now dispensaries are really, really making it a point to have great customer service yes. um, and provide good quality products, which I appreciate because I didn't have that when I first started consuming cannabis. So I think when you go to a dispensary, like when you're starting to like research dispensaries or like think about like, oh, I want to maybe, you know, go get my first, first weed pickup, uh, first research, of course, like look at the dispensaries around you, read reviews. I read reviews for everything mm-hmm. and find out which ones have like the prices that are in your range because some are more expensive than others. Of course, I don't go to the super expensive ones because I personally don't think they their products are better than like the local ones. Um, mm-hmm. But it's really up to you and what you're comfortable with. There are so many different types of shops now. There are ones that have like a more mom and pop shop vibe. You know, the, the shop that I used to work at was like really small and had more of like a, you know, a community vibe and people like that. And some people like more of like the more up and coming, like techie kind of places that have the iPads and you don't really have to interact with people, but your first dispensary experience, no matter what at this point should be very comfortable. And if you're not comfortable 
where you are if you're just not getting the service that you want just leave just don't just don't <laughs> right so you can turn around and walk I'm out. like you can just be like you know what never mind because getting the the getting good service and having people be attentive to you um in a dispensary is really important because this is something that you're consuming and it's going to affect your mind mm-hmm. so you want to be able to ask questions you want to be able to not feel pressured to buy anything you want to be able to make sure that the people that you're talking to or the store that you're at has the resources that you need to feel like you're going to have the best experience possible so if you're in a store that you're not comfortable in and you're like well this isn't really my vibe then just find something else there are some stores that I walk into and I'm like oh my Nana would love this because it's like like, it's like my Nana's vibe you know I'm like oh this is very like cute and like it's very quiet in here and I would love to take her here and there are some dispensers I go to I'm like oh my brother would love this because there's like hip-hop playing and right guy DJ skateboarders yeah just depends on your vibe just find the place that matches your vibe that's incredible yeah there's so many there are so many dispensaries like here there's ones with lounges there's ones that are converted um like gas stations converted uh whatever whatever you have you know there's just so many different unique stores um storefronts for dispensaries so I'm very interested especially in places like New York to see what they utilize as a storefront possibly you know maybe Redstone is a storefront that would be wild cool yeah, I'm sure they're going to have a lot of fun, like, turning, like, a bodega into a... <laughs> <laughs> Got the cannabis cat, the dispensary cat. <laughs> that, would that would be so it. funny. I would go. I would literally, yes. So that was honestly an amazing episode. I think we're going to end it off right there, you guys. And, like, every single episode, I want us to end with a final thoughts. you know, just something quick, something short. Honestly, my final thought, I don't want it to be the same as last week because I said, (laughs) fuck periods. (laughs) But honestly, my thought this week is consume cannabis and get rid of the stigma. That's my final Mm -hmm. thought. Get rid of the stigma. Any stigma that you have, don't be afraid to Google and find somebody like Ayana, myself, and possibly Lily, you know, that you could reach out to because we're here for you. Mm -hmm. Always a resource. My DMs are thought. Yes, Ayana, and you will we'll have you plug your stuff um at the end of the episode, closer to the end. So do you have a final thought? Um my final thought is gonna be uh, you know, people are gonna judge you for what you do anyway. So just fuck it, do what you want. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. <laughs> Mine would be um go on a trail, like enjoy nature today. Mm. enjoy if it's sunny because it's hot right now <laughs> it's hot as hell okay and washington is it's hot. hot right now it's hot it's like in the 80s oh, oh girl i don't even know but i'm too hot to even google <laughs> <laughs> but yeah enjoy it so after this i want to just go boop, outside probably just lay on the grass <laughs> nice that's exactly so ayana could you please go ahead and plug your socials your podcast again any information you'd like our listeners to have yeah, of course. So you can find me on Instagram at the marijuana Ayana, just the marijuana I Y A N A. All of my links are in my link tree um, for my podcast and my um, cannabis marketing company, MJI Cannabis Marketing. 
will actually be releasing if this comes out the day of 420 i'll actually be releasing i'll have a whole new 420 bundle service available that's launching the day of 420 so that'll be um, branding marketing and design all in package for only 420 dollars only have a limited amount of those available but i'm really excited to launch that because um I'm really big into helping other women of color, other minorities in cannabis kind of get their feet on the ground and get their foot in the door in the cannabis industry. So anything that I do now, I pretty much am focused on, you know, bringing others in with me and reaching back and just pulling people along and giving the information that I can. So you can find um, that link as well in my bio. Um, Cushion Cute on Instagram is at Cushion Cute, just K-U-S-H and C-U-T-E. We have a temporary site right now on Big Cartel. That link is also in that bio. And Wine, Weed, and Weave, my podcast, is streaming everywhere. Podcasts are streaming. Season three is now live. The first three episodes are up, including the cannabis and sex episode. (laughs) Highly recommend listening to that. And yeah, I think that's all. A booked and busy marketing queen. (laughs) Love it. We're so glad that you again carved out your time because you are busy and and can I just vouch for her marketing service, MJI Canna Marketing? Anybody who needs any type of marketing help, go to her. She is so easy, so smooth to work with Thank and you, has great content. So yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate both of you so much. You know that I love y'all and y'all like came to my house when I was leaving Washington. Mimosa. Good time. And I just can't wait till we can all do that again. Whenever y'all are in California, you know, y'all are welcome to sleep on my couch. And I've been needing a trip. Y'all are amazing. I'm so proud of both of you in the show. Thank you. Thank you. That means a lot coming from you. That really does. So with that being said, thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Black Me Up Podcast. You guys can follow us everywhere at Black Me Up Podcast. Links to the descriptions Links to the things we talked about will be in the description <laughs> box. And with that being said, bye. Bye. We need sleep. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>